We are back on the bench warmer. It is episode 28 on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. I'm yours, Googs. So today we have a newly appointed SA7's Academy coach, Sandile Ngobo, as we discuss what makes the National Sevens program so successful, followed by a press conference to conclude the Momentum Women's successful outgoing tour with Momentum SA head of sponsorship and events, Cara Bosman. Uh, Protest women's captain Sunay Luce and coach Hilton Mureng. Then lastly, closing off today's show, we replay last week's interview of the Madiba's rugby side's coach and captain uh, interview with Andre Trudeau and Luyolo Dapula. So do stay tuned after the short break on the bench warmer. So we are back uh, on the bench warmer, joined by Sandile Ngobo. Uh, welcome to the bench warmer, coach. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for for having me. First, congratulations on your appointment as the Springbok Sevens Academy coach. Uh, coach, can you briefly tell us a bit about yourself uh, from your background to playing um, then, obviously, with the coaching now at the moment? Uh, I'm uh, I'm a, a young fella from uh, Alexander Township in Joburg. Uh, played a bit of rugby up there. Uh, got scouted by... Uh, coach Neil Powell, Marius Kuman, um, to come to Springbok Sevens Academy. Um, then just uh, developed from the non-played seniors academy, became a captain, played seniors, and then uh, they eventually created a path for me that I, um, that was an ambition for me. And they, they saw they saw a potential for me there and started developing me. Uh, and that's, that's when I started, they started integrating me. And yeah, and the results came with uh, the learning, and I'm still learning. I understand. Um, how was the transition for you uh, from being a player uh, to coaching? Uh, did you find it easier to adapt um, from from being a player? Um, obviously, you played in international circuits, and then obviously now you're the coach now as well for the Sevens Academy yeah. side. Uh, I must say that in terms of, uh, I didn't, it was easy in a sense of 
being in the same system because I didn't go from sevens to fifteens or I, I stayed in this in the mm. same system. So our system is ran by our culture and our culture is very strong, you know. Mm. So I, I think it's built around honesty and our culture. So mm. we it, it made it really easy for me. But on the field, um, I had to adapt. I'm still learning. Um, because there's, there's, you're faced with different players that you, you're faced with different players that come through. You, you're training with seniors, players that mm. played with you, players that saw you while you're still a player. So there's a kind of player relationship uh, that needs to be developed and yeah. or coach player, a relationship that needs to be developed, you know. So in that sense on the field, it was, it was challenging. Ever since. Now, how's your relationship with uh, Renfrew Dazel and, and Neil Powell? Because obviously you joined uh, with them after they've been established into the program already. Um, I must say it's pretty good because it's been sync with everything I do. Mm. I think um, the, the players that myself and uh, Maris Kuman scout um, are initially to 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 develop and integrate them so that they can be able to face what uh, and handle what the seniors do with Coach Renfred and uh, Neil Powell. So we 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 very much in sync. I can't one doesn't do what the other doesn't do. So mm. whatever we do with the academy has to be in line with what in the sync. seniors are doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I recently visited the camp uh, in Stellenbosch. I mean, it was twice in the last month. I mean, you were there as well. And I must say the intensity is very high. I mean, I played sevens myself um, back in the days. But what I saw that day was fitness was something else. Uh, what makes the program so successful on and off the field? Like I said before, it's our culture, you know. Uh, we we pride ourselves in working hard for each other and our badge. I mean, we, no offense to clubs, but we, we're not a club. Mm. We, we're a professional setup. Mm. Uh, we're a professional setup, so there's a certain standard that we uphold, and there's a certain way that we want to uh, we want to play. We'd like to play, so that means the energy, the culture, the detail, the conditioning needs to be on par. So for us to put teams in trouble with the type of players that we have, our fitness levels and contact skills, and mm. our culture on and off the field needs to be mm. on par, and we try to synergize that all the time. <laughs> Hundred percent. I believe you're quite a, you're quite strong on 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 the defensive side of of things at the sevens camp. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I think mm. um, I think defense wins the tournaments. Hundred mm. yeah. uh, percent. There are rumors circulating social media of Neil Powell might be joining the Sharks. If this is true, will Radford Dazel take over, or will you both share the roles? Yeah. Look, I have no comment on, mm. on that. <laughs> Our focus right now is uh, preparing for Olympics and preparing uh, preparing the boys for the little games that we have ahead. So mm. there's no way, there's no way that anyone in this system can look that far. Mm. Uh, last time I was there, um, I saw the new faces in the program with the likes of Lubavalo Dobela, Mavon De Silva and Jake White's son, Wesley White. Uh, for players yeah. coming from a 15s background and... Uh, what adjustments do they have to make to be a successful international service player, generally speaking? I think they need to be they need to be adaptable. They need to adapt and learn as fast as possible on and off the field. So our first thing is our culture. We mm. always believe if you, if you if you, you know, if you're not aligned with our culture, the system is going to spit you out. Mm. So 
our first thing is our culture and how we do things here, how we greet, how we respond to stuff, how we always on time, how we write stuff down, how we take care, how we recover. You know, mm. it's a small little things, mm. how we love each other, how we speak to one another on and off the field. Mm. And secondly, their learning curve. Learning curve needs to be quick. If, mm. if it's not quick, where we have trouble. 100%. Because yeah, things happen like that at this mm. level. Mm. Um, and information gets thrown at you half time. 100%. Um, now, um, fitness wise, yeah, they need, to, they need to be conditioned, but that's something that we can work with. Mm. Uh, speaking on fitness, um, the person I've worked with back in the days in Cape Town and in George, uh, Gaff, Gaff uh, Lucan, um, what impact has he played um, in the in the program because i mean he obviously he is quite a, quite big on on conditioning and uh, the strength side of, of the game and i think gaff uh, is is very much a detail guy so he's mm. very specific about what he what he does in terms of conditioning so everything that did everything that's required from the boys that must be done the way we want to defend getting the boys uh, getting the boys off the line and getting the boys nice and strong in terms of their lifting and the scrumming, mm. he makes sure that the boys are ready. So mm. uh, he's, he's made a massive difference because he, he, there's an attention to detail with why he does things so that they could be more effective for, for rugby. Mm. So uh, yeah. The rugby players. There has been a trend of, of former uh, sevens players coaching sevens um, um, again with with Frank Horn with the SAS Sevens Academy with Phyllis Neyman there as well and Bravi Uvuyozang uh, coaching the Russian side. Do you think there's an honest viable pipeline for players to become international coaches once they retire? Because I mean, obviously we know it's different now with the 15s. Not yeah. much opportunities are there. A lot of lot of players have to, have to or coaches have to go overseas. But do you honestly yeah. feel that? There's a pipeline for players once they retire to be coaches in the international arena. Yeah, look, that's a difficult one. I think mm. not everyone is meant to be a coach and not everyone can do it. Yeah. I think you find out the hard way. You learn the hard way that this is not easy because initially in the big scheme of things, you actually have someone's life in your hands. Mm. When a player comes to you at 18 years old, that player's life is in your hands and you need to actually develop them because they're, they're far away from their parents. Mm. It's, not an, yeah, it's not an easy path at all. Um, so, but to answer your question, there is, there is potential for players to, to, be, to be coaches or be part of management somewhere. Mm. And, and again, there's so many courses you can do to be in management or be a SNC or be um, analysis, going to analysis, you know. So, yeah, um, we're going to admin. So there's, there's definitely uh, potential. But I must say, yeah, two things. If you play at the highest level and you're the best player, it doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. Mm-hmm. Or if you play at the highest level, it doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. Okay, 100%. Um you guys have, have fixtures coming up soon on the international circuit. Can you talk, talk us through um, uh, through that and with the Sevens World Cup happening next year, which will be, which will be held in Cape Town? Will we see more fresh players such as Wesley, Wes or Mavano or Tobela being utilised throughout this season? Yeah, look, I think the the, the biggest thing is we, we, we can't afford to look that far. And mm-hmm. I know this, the, like we, I promise you now, like, 
there's dates out and everything and we're looking forward to it but there's a challenge in front of us right now and that's the challenge that we're looking for and for us it's it's very important that those players like Mavana De Silva Wesley White uh, Charlton Van Vag, those guys Dobella mm. those guys need to be on par they need to get enough game time be mm. put be tested in different situations against mm. different opponents and internationally before mm. we even throw them in the deep end of a rugby world cup mm. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, we, we're just looking forward to the task ahead of us. Mm. You, you, you spoke about the game time. I mean, we obviously have had game time now with the Russian side twice yeah. in two weeks and the, the SAS uh, Sevens uh, uh, Academy. Yeah. Are there going to be more um, game time for those players if you guys aren't focusing on, on uh, the World Cup? Because obviously you want to feel the strongest team for, for the circuit. So I'm not sure I understand your question. Just repeat it for me. No, I'm saying like obviously you want to feel the, your your strongest team in the circuit. Now for the players who, do, who are lacking game time or coming back from 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 injury, what yeah. are they will be will there be more game time for them in terms of um, preseason um, competitions or, or or wherever? Yeah, look, there's there's always game time. There's always. Uh, people who are willing to play. It's just a matter of planning. Is that in, uh, is that aligned with where we're going? Is that aligned with the plans in prep for Olympics? But there's always game time. I mean, mm. we, we, we're getting back in before Ryan Oesters and, and, and we're playing games again Thursday and Friday tomorrow mm. and Friday against the All-Star Academy and SAS Academy uh, from Joburg. So there's always game time. It's mm. just a matter of when and is, is that aligned with what in preparation with what we want for okay. Olympics perfect yeah. uh, lastly coach uh, do you have a message for all aspiring players who want to make it big in sevens including coaches too who have had a background as a player yeah I think uh, firstly um, sevens seven can be played by anyone mm. um, it's just a matter of your, your skills your passing and understanding of the game and your conditioning that's number one and secondly you need to have a work ethic as a player mm. uh, and lastly is i don't think i don't think you should limit yourself to just playing 15s or think oh that's such a fast game mm. um i can only i can only play 15s i can't play sevens yeah keep on playing uh keep on playing and there's scouts out there and mm. we, we're all watching there's always someone watching you that's that's my message, especially to everyone. There's always someone watching. Trust mm. me. If you think someone's the wa- someone's watching. Mm. And what about especially- the coaches? What about oh, them? the coach. <laughs> <laughs> I think the coaches. The the biggest take is keep learning. Um, mm. You can never be too bigger than the game. Mm. Yeah. You. I mean, we we learning ourselves from coaches from 15s, you know, but we sevens. We're not sitting here thinking, yeah, we're at the highest. We're at the highest pinnacle. Of, of the game but you can always learn from a varsity cap coach you can always 100%. learn from yeah from an international coach mm. I mean you can also learn from an ice hockey coach so just keep learning you can take something out of it and mm. just implement it in a different way or in your system or you know, your thought process for the players 100% coach uh, coach uh, thanks so much for joining us on the bench room uh, we trust the season will be will bring more success again for the program all the best coach no, thank you so much, Nathan. I'll see, I'll see you on Friday then in Stellenbosch. <laughs> 100%. Cheers. Cheers, man.
Right. So that was uh, SA7's academy coach, Sandile Ngobo. Uh, that was that was uh, quite insightful, uh, and hopefully that gives you a bit of background on the success of the SA7's program and why they are rated one of the best in the world. Anyway, next up, we cross over to the, pro- uh, the press conference with the returning Momentum purchase, including a special message from a Momentum SA head of sponsorship and events, Cora Postman. So do stay tuned. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmatas Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio, opening up the waves for you to be heard. Good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen, members of the media. Welcome to the Momentum uh, Proteas uh, press conference. Let me take this opportunity just to welcome uh, our panel for today. We've got Momentum Proteas head coach, Mr. Hilton Moreng. We've got Momentum Proteas captain, Sinead Luce. And we're also joined on the line uh, by Mr. Carl Bosman from Momentum, head of sponsorship and events. Carl, welcome. Um, it's always a pleasure just to have you on board for these media sessions. As you know, this is our closing of the tour of India, which has been a very successful one for Hilton to name the rest of the team. Uh, Carl, let me not waste any time and just give you the platform, as I know you've got a message that you wanted to convey to Hilton and the rest of the team. Please go ahead. Okay, thank you very much. And um, yeah, look, I think for everybody here, um, we've, we've got exciting and excited hearts. Uh, we as Momentum have to, and and I think all of us need to join as we congratulate the Momentum Proteo Women's team, uh, the coaching staff and management on an incredible performance in India. Um, of course, for us as a business, um, we always talk about we're here for your journey to success. And I still remember vividly when we, we got involved as, as the first sponsor to the team. I think it's more than eight years now. And to see what has happened since. You know, at the time, none of the players were contracted. Uh, but just to see the development in self-belief, in skills, in professionalism, in play. And I think all of South Africa witnessed uh, the level of cricket, which was exceptional um, and in the process making history. So uh, for us as, as Momentum, we are just thrilled to see how this has come together, um, to see how they've climbed up the world rankings and uh, who knows, it, it's all looking really prosperous uh, in the build-up to the World Cups that are coming up. But we really just want to take this moment to to thank CSA as well for the partnership. Uh, we're quite outspoken about uh, gender equality and uh, women upliftment. And, um, you know, to, to see what this team has done and, and, and where they're going is, is something that we should all be very proud of. So from us as Momentum, also to our partner here, CSA, Thank you for the journey and um, we are really excited about this moment um, in sharing an incredible performance by the team. Thank you. Carl, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. Thank you just for coming on board and uh, conveying your message of support. I know uh, the team does appreciate it. Uh, Let me just hand over to the coach. Coach, uh, obviously you've heard the message uh, from our partners in Momentum. I'm sure it just makes you happy in terms of the work that has been done by you and the rest of the team and just getting recognized not only from our sponsors but from the greater South African public at large. Uh, good morning, KK. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I think uh, 
So where we stand to where we are as a team, all this would not have been possible uh, as far as that because you know these days in modern uh, uh, sports and various you want to be competitive without sports it's very difficult and we appreciate uh, what momentum and physical traffic has done for the team and the partners of the well. As you can see, like the Taro uh, just highlighted now, they've been on board and how the team has progressed and it's encouraging to hear those kind of words that uh, they have been keeping steps, you know, they've always been there and the team is also trying to try to make sure that they improve with every game they play. So we appreciate everything that they're doing and uh, we're looking forward to the future and see how we can keep make, uh, putting smiles on our, our supporters, uh, everyone that is backing the team and everyone that is behind the team. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Sunay, I know you've personally received a message from Carl as well. Uh, we're just congratulating you. Uh, as a captain, how proud are you of the team's performance, but also the support that the team has garnered for Momentum? What does it mean to you and the rest of the players? Yes, thank you, KK. Good morning, everybody. Um, no, it's. I think the support from Momentum, like Coach said, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here, and I think you know this wouldn't be possible without the support of Momentum and and Cricket South Africa. You know, partnering up. Um, you know, coming here, it, it was always going to be tough, um, but I think we've worked extremely hard over the past. I don't know, seven or eight years um, to, to get to where we are today and um, especially to, to climb to number two in the world. Um, I think that's something very special and I think we can't just congratulate the team or the coaching staff. It's it's literally everyone from the supporters back home, the families, Cricket South Africa, Momentum, every single person that's been involved um, with the Momentum for years um, has to be con congratulated because I think this this was a brilliant team effort from from every single person. Um, so yeah, we're very very grateful for for Coral and Momentum. Um, thank you for you guys for for sticking it out with us for the past ages and and never um, and never leaving us. You've always been there. You've always supported us and, and never gave up. So I think from the Momentum Proteas, from the management to all the all the players, just thank you very very much. Listen, uh, members of the media, just as a kind reminder, may I kindly ask you to just use the chat panel to indicate that you want to ask a question. On the panel, we've got uh, our partners from Momentum, represented by Mr. Carl Bosman, we've got Momentum Coaches Head Coach Hilton Moraine, and our skipper, Sinead Luce. Uh, coach, uh, just before we get to the questions from the members of the media, can you just give us just a summary of how you saw things panned out, especially in the T20s? I'm sure you must be happy with what you saw. Um, just give us assessment from the technical side. Okay, thank you, KK. I think post uh, ODIs, we knew that at the end of the day that uh, we're playing against a team that prides themselves on their conditions and the way they play. So it was very, very important for each and everyone to keep on for the first game and make sure that we start well. I think one of the two things we, a couple of things identified when we uh, landed in India was uh, it's always the way we start series as we call it. We always had played catch up cricket in the past and now it was an opportunity for us now again to put uh, our right forward. So the way the ladies started the first game, we knew that at the end of the day, that first game was the most important game for us and for the series uh, leading up and how everybody uh, uh, plays and how everybody, the performances that is given the individual and collective team performances in the in the T20 series, we shown that, I mean, yesterday was just a testament of how good uh, India can be on their condition. 
So it also shows that the, the momentum goes just very extremely well and it's going to be a very good position. So we're very proud of the girls and uh, the men and leadership in the team, how they managed and be able to make sure that we get the desired results. This hasn't been easy, but uh, they made it look so very so much easy because of the hard work they've taken. So we're very proud of it. Yes, um, Shadows, I'll hand over to you to ask the first question. Thanks, KK. Uh, thanks, Hilton and Sine. Congratulations on a great tour. Um, this is one of you, really. Um, I guess, you know, it, it's not a secret that cricket in, in South Africa in general has been through some difficult times over the last year or so. You know, administration and the men's team aren't doing well. But uh, you guys are, are kind of uh, shining light. And I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think you can put that down to? What, you know, you've also been through a lockdown and that sort of thing. Um, have there been specific plans in place or have things just come together at the right time? Uh, and just why is women's cricket doing so well? Hilton, can I ask you to take that? Okay. okay those, I think, I don't know, they, uh, everything has happened externally from the squad. It's not something we can control. Uh, other than that, it has been exceptional good planning from everyone around, from administrators, management and players. And all takers understanding what is it that we want to achieve. I think if you can recall, we would have been in a World Cup uh, at this piece. And, and those kind of plans we were put in place and make sure that everyone knew that we were going. So I put that down to planning and controlling what we can and can everyone focus on what I need to do. And then I think at the end of the day, uh, our job is uh, to make sure that uh, we get the results on the, on the path. And that is only the we can control and work with that. And the team has worked exceptionally hard. and. I mean, all those things are happening in and around you at the end of the day, you just focus on yourself. And I think that's what uh, the team and management and everyone around the team has done, is just to focus on what they can and make sure that uh, what we can control and how we can come out on. Uh, and we can do that. So overall, uh, like I said, it's only been good planning and making sure that each and everyone in the group is safe to uh, focus on what we can Thank you. Uh, Magnus, can I kindly ask you to take the next question? Um, what I'll do for those as well, I'll just go and uh, just try to sort out coach's uh, microphone. Magnus, please go ahead and ask the question. More Hilton Hogan, it is also Magnus. So I will not be so by your word as I know you're even in the reaction. I've seen as I did not also by your kite. Hoe goed is hier om vir die ontwikkeling van die geim in Zuid-Afrika? Je weet, in 15 jaar gelede was het basis net een mansgeim, maar ek wil as mens wen, soos nou hier weer al soos honderde jong meisies wat nou sien, jy sien, maar wat ook nou hier aan daar so deelneem, hoe goed is dit, en ek moet sê daai opzicht, asjeblief? Nee, dit, morgen maar, dit is baie goed vir ontwikkeling van groeispoort vir al kreekers in ons land, Maar nou ons weet, so jy gesê dat dit is een afdeling van kreeke wat nog ontwikkel en soos jy nou eens kan sien rondom in die land hoe van die jong meisies nou begin betrokken raak en hoe hulle begin identificeer met hulle rolmodels en die enige span wat ons het so hoe meer die span wen, hoe meer die span goed doen ons kan net help met die ontwikkeling en ons seker te maak dat meer meisies wat betrokken en wil belang stel in die game so Dit kan net goed doen vir ons voor en toe, want op die einde van die dag, die spelers wat die huidig in span is, die ene dag gaan hulle moet afdree en die volgende op toe gaan moet inkom. Hoe vinniger ons die 
Nee, krop van meisies, we gaan kry en hoe beter die span aan houden, syke uh, performances op die veld sê, dit, dit gaan net help om syke te maak, ons as een land uh, groei en ons kan nie sterker word van hier af. Thank you coach. Uh, Nikki, can you please go ahead and ask the question? Nikki, you can go ahead and ask the question. Okay, um, Nikki is not there. Tony, you can go ahead. Um, thanks, KK. Um, just before I ask my question, I'm a little bit concerned about um, Hilton's audio because it might be okay, a problem for us. Yeah, yeah, let me just sort it out before you ask the question. Okay. All right, you can, can go ahead, Tony. Okay, um, my, I have two questions. The one is for um, Coach Hilton. Um, what does, oh, yes, um, just what's next for the team? Um, do you know who you're playing next? Um, obviously, given that the World Cup is coming up in less than a year. And, and you want to keep the momentum going. Um, secondly, my question, uh, the next one is to Sune. Just how important are rankings to you guys? I know Lizal was the number one um, batter for an ODIs, I think, last week. And now she's number two. So it seems to be a very fluid situation. Do the players really watch those sorts of things? All right, Coach Hilton, you can go first, please. Um, good morning, Tony. Yeah. I Hi, think for us, for, uh, currently, uh, nothing is planned as far as goes. It's, uh, ladies will get back and it will be back to recovery and now we prepare and then uh, because most of the countries now are preparing for the World Cup qualifiers next year in uh, New Zealand. And for us as a team, we know that uh, um, our operations uh, the, uh, office is looking to see where they can get content for us. But as far as our last go, and then we can see how things go going back. But uh, it gives us an opportunity again to regroup as a, as a team and then make sure that uh, we can get everyone fit now for if there's a possible thought we have uh, our final squad uh, uh, to be ready to be able to play. Thank you, Coach Suna. You still remember the question? Yeah, I do. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I don't think, you know, looking at the rankings is something we, we do quite often. Um, I think when we're on tour, we just focus on what needs to be done um, in the present. Um, I think we take each game as it comes, but 
obviously it's it's very important for our players to put in the performances and just to see Lazelle, you know, moving up to number one, it's it's something very special and when that happened we celebrated with her. Um and obviously us moving to number two, um, I don't think you know, we didn't think about it when we when we got here, but obviously in doing that, uh, we were extremely happy. Um, and I think it's just now to to make sure that we stay there until um, we get to the World Cup next year and hopefully get to that number one place. So I think it's it's very important for us just to, to identify where we are um, as a team at the moment. And then just making sure that we still put in the performances to, to keep getting our players into top tens, um, especially in, in bowling, batting and all-rounder departments and to keep our, our team in the top three for as long as possible and to, to potentially be number one in the world after the World Cup next year. So, Sunei, uh, Percy, you've been noted, but can I just give an opportunity to Telford while we have Sunei on the stand? Telford, please go ahead. Thanks, Koke. Um Congratulations today. It's it's been a wonderful, you know, all, all the games there have been brilliant. It's been a long time since I've watched cricket because I want to watch cricket. Um, and um, I just wanted to ask, you've had a lot of stability in terms of there's a lot of experience in your squad and you've had Hilton as coach for a long time. But beyond those kinds of things, what is it that's just made this series, these two series so successful for you guys? Yeah, good morning. Um, thank you so much. I, I'm not really sure what to what to pin it down to, but I think everybody just, you know, from the, the way we started the, the Pakistan series to the way we started the India series, I think there was just a like a silent confidence going around in the camp. Uh, nobody really, you know, thought about it. But I think, you know, since the moment we hit the ground running after lockdown in the Pakistan series, everyone just never doubted your, your own skill and, and your and your like your teammate skill next to you. So I think there was just a silent confidence going around uh, when we took the field. Nobody ever doubted that we, you know, want to win and going to win. There was never any fear of failure. I felt in this in the previous two tours that was potentially there, you know, um, previously. So I think you know everybody was just really confident going into the tour. I think they prepared well over the last few months to make sure that we can put in the performances this this few tours. So I think you know everybody was just really determined and motivated to to start putting in the performances and to move and to move forward as a team when we, especially looking at the World Cup next year. Thank you, KK. Um, thank you, Hilton and Sunay, colleagues. Um, um, Sunay, can I ask you a question for you? I want to ask you, you are actually, I would amper say, as a senior player, but you are a sort of in the deep, deep down, you have to take the lessons with the general captain who was there, and you are going to Pakistan, you are going to India, the of India. What is the lesson that you as a group learned, for all players on the field learned in the and for all many, many platforms, you have to the world, which is the last year for you. What is the lesson that you spillers learned? And Kike, if it's possible, can I just ask um, um, Milton also a question so that I wait for a later opportunity? Yeah, let's just get Sunay to answer that and then you can sure. follow it up with another question for the Go ahead, Sunay. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's always hard to be in the world, but I think it's a good opportunity to be able 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 to be
altijd om voor die naaien van grootskoen om te vul, um, soos ongelooflike leier en kaptein. Um, maar ja, dit, die span maak dit makkelijk, hulle weet wat hulle wil doen, en ek, ek denk ek is maar net om te sê wie wanneer bal, um, so nie, hulle het hulle dit baie makkelijker gemaakt, en um, die padvoering toe vir die wereldbeker, ons is allemaal baie gemotiveerd vir dit, en ons is recht vir dit, en um, hoopelijk vir die volgende paar toere wat voorlee, kan ons net met die momentum aangaan. Thank you, Chennai. Uh, please, please go ahead and then you'll be followed by Fidoos. Afvertomering, ek, ek vraag of u, as het lukt, as met natuurlijk die reeks in Indie, maar afvertom is nooit tevreden. Hy wil altyd die, as, in die Engels het die term, as room for improvement. Waarom sy jy wil hier jou groep moet gaan werk in die pad wat voor en toe lee? En praat ek met ons vooral oor die jongelinge in jou groep, meneer. Hoe beindruk was jy met die, die jug in jou groep geweest? Maar ek was hier, ek dirk, vir ons as een span, die jongelinge in ons school is die, is die groep wat die druk op die span sit om seker te maak, al ons ervaringsvele is, uh, die performances opstel wat hulle kan, wat, hulle, wat ons weet hulle kan, en on, in die selle, selle asens vir hulle is baie belangrik om te leer, want hoe vannig hulle leer, hoe beter gaan ons word en hoe beter uh, kan ons voor en toe beweeg as een span. En uh, as ons van ons weet moet gaan, moet gaan, die een ding wat ons altijd gepraat van is die consistentie wat ons in al ons afdelingen uh, wil gaan verbeter en dit het gewijs nou wanneer het dit gebeur, wat kan gebeur met die spans toe. Het is een van die dat ons van aan moeder gaan werken en ons voel ons wat baie verbeter met die best hier is hier die reeks en elke reeks in, uh, in India. En een ander wat ons gaan aanhouden, gaan hard werken, so ons dit om seker te maak, want ons weet met die, met die 55 overwijning van baie uit die tweelig geluid uit hulle moesekere maak om hulle spurt en ons kan aan hoe werk aan die selwerk word so die oor die afsam en as een paar goed wat ons al aan werk en om seker te maak die, die jongens gaan ook altijd verbeter maar hulle, hulle het nou geleend het van hulle om te gaan naar Bangladesh om weer kriket te gaan speel so as om seker te maak hoe meer hulle kriket speel hoe meer hulle blootgesteel word internationale uh, kriket die baie beter gaan het beter gedaan voor hulle Dankie coach uh, Fidoos, please go ahead Thanks, KK. So, I guess from the um, reaction in India, it seems very much as though this has come as a bit of a surprise to them and that maybe they were expecting to perform a little bit better. Um, what do you think of them as a competitive side? I mean, I know they were out of action for a year, but ha- has something changed since the last time you played them? And what's the biggest challenge of, of playing against India? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, you know, they're a very, a very strong team. Um, they've been in two World Cup finals already, so I think they're not a team you should take lightly, especially in their own conditions. Um, they probably throw 40 overs of spin, which is always a challenge um, for South African teams in the past. But I think the last time we toured here, that's how they beat us, um, just by throwing spin and we, we weren't prepared or I, don't, I think we just didn't make good decisions against it. In the past two years, we've, we've really been training and, and trying to get different uh, different skills against spin and, and different options and I think that was really the the thing that set us apart from from the Indian team this tour. I think we played the spin extremely well and, and that's always something they pride themselves on is their spin attack. So I think that's really something that that we took away from them and, and that was I think one of the reasons we were so successful on this tour. Um, but not to take anything away from them as we saw last night they're still a team when they are on song they're very destructive and they can literally beat any team in the world. So I think, you know, we were just maybe a bit pre- better prepared than them um, by playing the Pakistan series or 
you know, I think we maybe just believed in ourselves a bit more. Don't really know what was the difference, but um, I think at the end of the day, um, we just played better cricket. And that was, I think, something that set us apart from them. So, uh, Coach, we've got a question here from Kevin from Parfum. I'll read it out to you. Uh, congratulations, Coach. Will this ODI squad remain the same with the inclusion of Tane and Chloe leading up to the World Cup, which is less than a year away? Or is the door still open for other players that did not feature on this tour to stake a claim for a place in the squad as opportunities are now minimal? No, the cricket uh, uh, is the door is never is never closed on anyone. I think at the end of the day, you want to select your best possible squad for World Cup. I think uh, each and everyone in the country knows that. There's currently cricket being played now in uh, different bubbles back home as far as the over cricket is concerned. So, best performances that need to be rewarded. Uh, the selectors, I believe, they will look into that. But no, the door is not closed, and the squad just needs to keep improving going forward. Because we know what to expect as far as conditions are concerned in New Zealand. So, and I think at the end of the day, uh, closer to the time that the final squad will be, will, uh, be announced and then uh, we, which we believe will be best to take for the condition that we're going to be faced with in New Zealand. Coach uh, Percy, if you can please go ahead and ask a question. Thank you so much, Kike. Milton, I want to ask you about the young players of the year, but probably now Bangladesh. How do you monitor this tour? Not just a little bit of the background of your players, but I know you're waiting for a few minutes before the captain of that group. Who is the span on? Who is the effort of that group? And how important is this tour for you as a national effort? Firstly, the effort of the Venetia, Devnaray. Uh, ons huidige uh, high performance aan de 19 coach, uh, Stefan is van uh, alleen naar die Bangladesh. Het is baie ervaring, het is baie fysieraal gespeel, sê het die achtergrond voor Bangladesh. En ek kan sê, daar is heel zeker contact uh, wat gebeur en wat te spelen doen, wat so ons hoofd heeft en wat ons gesels en gereel. So hier zal gaan baie, baie monitor wat daar aangaan en kie wat die spelers, wat die spelers doen. En na die tijd gaan ons weer sit en die sit nou oor praat en kan, kan hoor wat het gebeur en goed wat, wie paard gepaard en weet wat te doen en sikke goed en wat is het wat ons al moet aan werk om voor en toe te gaan. En al wie nie van die dag ga, uh, uh, die die uh, videosetting vir die uh, Phantom Pro Tia. So, dat is uh, goeie samenwerking van ons twee, uh, uh, spanne om seker te maak ons ons kredit best gespan vir die wereld. So, het kan van die spede gebracht aan hulle weet wat so, Telford, you can go ahead. Hello, Carol. Um, you don't have to look too deeply into CSA matters to find negative headlights. It's not. It's really not difficult, and we've seen the men that struggled as a team in recent times. Um, what does it mean to have your company's name attached? How valuable is it to have your company's name attached to something so positive as what's happened with the women's team in India over these past few weeks? Alfred, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, yeah, a couple of thoughts. Uh, the first is that, you know, we, we as a business ourselves have have gone through tough times. Um, and if it if it wasn't for for people who believed in us during that time, you know, you know, we we needed at that point also for someone to still believe in us when when we were under pressure. And hence, we've just always, you know, we've just always been outspoken about the fact that we believe in this team, and uh, regardless of of what's going on, 
uh, we're going to continue supporting them and and there will be more news coming still of of you know us supporting supporting this team so firstly you know we we, we all hope and wish uh, for the governing body to, to to do good and and to allow and to manage uh, affairs as, as best they can but at the same time for us and, and getting to the second part of your question um, you know I suppose as as a, as a sponsor performance is, is an element that that almost comes as a bonus um, when we got involved with the team uh, we believed in the fact that they could they could be the best in the world uh, but ultimately it's it's still down to the team um, down to the coaching staff and, and and the members around the coaching staff the management staff to make it happen and and hence you know just just a massive privilege uh, to be part of this journey and, and to see them grow and to be honest with you when uh, I had the privilege just before COVID happened to be down in Sydney at the, at the previous World Cup and I got back and the one thing that I said was I just sensed exactly what Sunay said today and that is that something changed in the minds but obviously from a skills perspective and everything but the team just suddenly realized that they, they, they can be the best and, and they can beat any team in the world. And I got back from that. It was a Duckworth Lewis situation at the semifinals there and then India got into the final and they didn't do well in Melbourne. But I got back and it was, it's, I think it's sometimes frustrating uh, because you, you can't really explain to people how close they are. And suddenly now to see it all happen and to be part of that uh, process is, is very special because it's not guaranteed. So um, now we, we, we are excited with everybody else that's in the room and in the country. Um, we've, as a sponsor, had so many people just commenting about the fact that they love watching cricket and they want to watch World Cups again. So, um, you know, to, to Sunay and, and Hilton and the team um, and CSA, congratulations. And for us as a partner and a sponsor within this journey, I suppose privilege and gratitude, but also just being really excited and proud are the words that summarizes it. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Uh, Fidos, can I give you the last question? Please go ahead. Thanks. Um, this is for Sunay or Hilton. Uh, we've heard a lot about bubble life from various sports people. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the bubble was like for, for you guys in India and what, what kind of things did you get up to when, I, mean, I guess you couldn't really go anywhere, but when you were sitting in your rooms? Sunay, can you please take this one? Yes, I will. Um, don't believe anything you hear about bubble life. It's really not as exciting as you think. <laughs> um, unfortunately, coming to India, we didn't know what to expect. Um, the, you know, obviously it's it's a new thing for for a lot of the teams and a lot of hotels that we go to. Um, so it's really it's really challenging. Um, we we were lucky enough to have a recreational room where there was some table tennis, some chess, some darts. Um, some other games as well where we could um, kind of just switch off and, and not think about the game. Um, otherwise, um, you know, focusing on some studies, catching up on, on assignments here and there, not too much. Um, we're still on a cricket tour. <laughs> so um, I think the girls have done well to to regroup when they got back to the hotel to just, like I said, switch off and not to think about the game because I think the bubble life um, it tends to you you just in your room so you tend to just think about the game or over and over again and and replay your innings over and over again and like coach always said if you go to your room don't play another innings in your head um i think that will mentally strain you and and potentially physically strain you as well so i think you know the girls did exceptionally well just to switch off when we got back to the hotel um we got some 30 seconds games you know that that was quite competitive at times as well 
Um, so no, it's it's definitely a challenge, um, and I think everybody is learning as we go on and as we go on more tours. Um, I think we will definitely find a way to to make every tour a bit better here and there, and to find you know things that work and and doesn't work for us. Um, but I think it was a a very successful tour in terms of of bubble life. Um, everybody is still still mentally fit and happy. Um, but I think everybody is, is very excited to go home now and and breathe in some fresh air and go walk around, you know, if it's in the streets or at a nature reserve, which is somewhere. Um, so yeah, we're very excited, but I think it was still a successful tour and we have to commend the management for, you know, for making it possible for us to be in and for trying to, you know, to get the recreational room and, and get all the games and stuff to, to at least try and, and, you know, get us away from the game as much as we can. Thank you, uh, Sunay. Thank you, Coach. Um, oh, yeah, I see there's a few questions from members of the media. Uh, before I answer those questions, uh, I just want to take the opportunity just to thank Carl and also thank, thank Sunay and the coach for just making the time. Uh, members of the media, the team is poised to leave India this uh, this evening uh, at 7 p.m. We leave Lucknow and we are set to arrive back in South Africa at around 3.30 tomorrow. So we're traveling via Doha. Um, as we know, there aren't any flights from uh, Emirates that are traveling to South Africa. So from India, we head to Doha, Qatar, and then we fly back to South Africa tomorrow. Uh, we land at 15.30. So from the Momentum Pro Tiers uh, team, I just want to take off to thank members of the media who have been on this journey with us here in India. I think, you know, from the team, we've uh, really appreciated the support and the positive coverage uh, that we've received uh, from you and also our Indian colleagues here at Blacknow. So thank you very much and we look forward to engaging with you guys when we turn back home. Take care and have a good afternoon and a good morning. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Hold on. All right, so that was a press conference uh, with uh, Momentum Protest coach and captain Hilton Muring and Sunay Luce. At the conclusion of the successful tour to India. Last, we will replay the interview with Madiba's rugby coach and captain, Andre Giroud uh, and Luyolo Dapula, in the lead up to the Varsity Cup campaign held in Pretoria next week. So do stay tuned on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. You know, there are times where before you say something, you gotta think hard and deep because there's a greater possibility it is a reflection of either the psyche, the mentality, the character in the person, or it reflects a bit of background. And for fear of exposing where you come from, you think twice and consider perspective. In your face. In the, in the olden days when Jesus Christ went on through his lessons, he was never specific in his references. He would always use symbols because whenever a symbol is used in a process where something has to be rectified, none of us gets consumed. If I were to refer to somebody who would I would put it like that because I am. But if I were not, then I'd put it in a way that has respect in what I'm referring to. I hope you understand. I don't.
So we are joined by team coach and captain Andre Trudeau and Liolo Dapula. Uh, welcome, gentlemen, to the bench warmer. Oh, thank you. Cool. Uh, f- first, congr- congratulations with your promotion back to the Varsity Cup again. Uh, let's start with you, coach. How has the preparation been uh, leading up to um, the Varsity Cup campaign? Yeah, look, I think it's been uh, positive. Um, the boys did really good work when, uh, due to COVID, we couldn't train on campus and on site. Um, they really put in hard work. So, obviously, we had a bubble camp in December where we had two weeks of preparation. And there were some serious fitness norms and standards uh, assessed and also put in place, which they had to come back after the Christmas break. And um, that obviously extended with the level three lockdown. And I must say from our side, the boys uh, impressed. Some of the boys I didn't even recognize when they came back from that break because they'd lost a lot of weights and uh, mm. some had to put on weights and they, they, they really stepped up in terms of the preparation uh, away from campus on their own. And it's tough training on your own. Um, so from my side, I was really impressed by the work ethic of the Medibas players. Now, uh, Dapula, you recently were named as a team captain. Uh, what does it mean for you in leading uh, a pretty much a youthful NMU side? Uh, some big shoes to fill following the likes of uh, past captains, Roy Godfrey, Kevin Kaba, and uh, Liver Clausen, just to name a few. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's definitely an honour and a privilege uh, leading uh, my varsity. It's definitely an honour and a privilege. And yeah, man, I'm looking to fill those big shoes, basically. Yeah. Mm. Coach, my uh, team has got uh, so, Coach, uh, was it easy? Was it an easy uh, choice for you announcing the pool as, as a captain of the Louvre, close in uh, uh, departing? Yeah, look, uh, one thing about a university is that players finishing will finish their studies and will um, have to continue their uh, careers after studies. So, there will always be a turnover of players. And what we were looking for is obviously a quality player that will be picked. Uh, First, as he, because his play has got to be uh, good enough to to not even think twice about putting him down on the team sheet, and then also he's got to have the respect of his fellow players. And I must say, um, so far, Viola uh, has done a great job uh, bringing the boys together um, during obviously tough, uncertain times with the pandemic. Um, and um, we've definitely was an easy decision for us to make him captain. Um, and also just his stature, you know, he's, he's a big strapping guy and, uh, and he can intimidate a few people out there. I won't want to walk into him in a dark alley on a Friday night after a few years. So, um, you know, he, he, he seems to want to hurt people and that's yeah. a positive. Yeah, uh, Coach, uh, we had a chat late last year regarding the Varsity Cup and the prospective recruits. Uh, can you share with us, now that it's official, who are the new recruits in the squad? Okay, well, obviously, uh, Liola, who used to be with Madibas, has come back and he's one of our new recruits. Um, then if I just run quickly through, we've got a, a prop, Ihu Pinar, who used to represent Western Province under-21s, uh, who's come to join us. We've got a lock, Harry uh, van Eden, who was with uh, Schimlers and uh, up in Bloemfontein. Uh, also played junior rugby for Achidas and uh, Griffins. Um, 
Then we've got, uh, just running through the names quickly, um, we've got uh, Scrum Half, who was with the Kings, Gavin Mills, um, a fly half slash 12, Tian Skitter, who's played three years of Varsity Cup rugby for Shimlers. Um, Aya Willifant, who used to be, uh, who was away, at, also at Shimlers, has come back. Um, and he's been with the club for a year, but he couldn't play last year because he had to sit out a year. So he's a, also a new addition. Um, then there's also uh, Tian um, Swanepoel, who's a junior player who was at the Kings. Um, so those are just quickly thinking a few of the new players. Um, and then we also did some recruitment within the university. You know, we've got a guy, uh, uh, Borpi, Flash Borpi, who's oh, a winger who was who was playing hostel rugby. Um, so what we basically did is we went to some hostel coaches, got uh, uh, basically 20 best hostel players and invited them to the initial training camp. And so Flash is still uh, producing the goods, and mm. and uh, so there's some obviously some players that we looked at in house as well. Where are the raw diamonds that was with Madiba's? Um, that just didn't get an opportunity or, um, you know, that, that are student athletes because essentially yeah. that's what we look at. Of course. Uh, Tapula, the coach did mention that um, obviously we were at, with NMU in 2018 briefly, then moved to the Kings and the, the, the Cheetahs. In a way, do you feel settled um, back at NMU? Yeah, man, definitely. I feel settled, especially with the type of people I'm working with mm. like every day. It's just a uh, good vibe at the stadium. So uh, I'm definitely settled and happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach, uh, now that you, you've been newly promoted to the Varsity Cup again, what goals and ambitions do you have uh, for the 2021 Varsity Cup season? Yeah, look, we, we're obviously all South Africans and uh, we want to win every game. But um, realistically, uh, we've set process goals. So we'll take every game for game. Um, but we want to try and uh, reach at least the top six. Um, if things go well, you never know. Bounce of the ball. Um, you know, playoffs, I think the boys are pulling together nicely. I think um, if we can get together, it's, it's a different concept playing three games in, in, in seven days and repeating that three times. So, but I think we've got the potential to be very competitive this year in the Varsity Cup. So, um, definitely aiming high for at least a, a top six finish for the first year back. It's quite big, but the boys have worked hard enough to try and achieve that. Uh, yeah, um, now I want to take you, take you guys back a bit. Um, Dapula, for yourself, um, what does it mean for you? Um, what expectations do you have for your side since you guys will be the ones playing on the field? Uh, yeah, man, definitely. Like uh, here in PA, you can see like uh, they took they they took out most of the top class rugby. So basically, it means a lot for us. So basically, everyone's watching us. So mm. definitely means a lot. We're just trying to give the base some hope, the base rugby some hope, basically. So yeah, it means a lot for us. Basically, cool. coming back into Vosti Cup and working hard from Vosti Shield. So it means a lot for us too as a players. Mm. So we're uh, just trying to get that base. Um, now, Coach uh, Coach Andre, um, there's a new coaching staff uh, this year. Uh, you mind talking and taking us through who they are and, uh, and uh, what role will they play in, in the side? Okay, so we've obviously uh, been fortunate um, to have assembled a really good coaching staff, uh, Luba Balu Lento, 
is our uh, scrum specialist and forwards coach. Um, and he was with Wusu in um, the Varsity Shield the previous few years. Uh, a really energetic young coach. Um, um, he brings the vibe to the to the practice, and he's on the case of the co- of the players all the time. And I've really been impressed with uh, Lubabalu. And then we've got Luvuyo Mflobiso, who used to play, play for South Africa at under 19 level. Also played junior rugby at the Bulls, Vodacom Cup level, Curry Cup level at the Bulls. Um, who's a really uh, good backline coach. Um, and assisting me with the backline and the attack. So we're working closely together. And then with uh, Coach Lentor in the forwards, we've got our line-out specialist uh, in Barrent Peterson. Now, Coach Barrent has coached at Madibas before, but also coached in Super Rugby Pro 14 and coached in Japan. So those are the coaches. And then we've also been fortunate to get Coach Nardis Nivot on board, who's a strength and conditioning mm. coach, who's been with Madibas in the past, but also with the Kings in Super Rugby and Pro 14. Um, he, he really drilled the boys in terms of the fitness and that sort of thing. So, um, all in all, a really good group of men together. And one of the aspects is that they really care for the players. And um, that's a big part of our philosophy is to, to care for the squad members. No, of course. Um, now, on a touchy subject, recently the former Madeba's rugby director, Amigo Ngakane, passed away. What impact has he played within enemy rugby and the rugby fraternity as a whole in, in South Africa? I think you did mention that um, you knew him uh, beforehand. I think it was in Joburg or at Wits or something. Yeah, look, so so Mr. Amigo uh, was a bigger-than-life character. Um, and he really went out of his way to, number one, try and get a, a, a very competitive squad together. And number two, obviously get a, a really good coaching staff together. Um, because you, you obviously need um, an experienced coaching staff to lead the players. And um, the, the, the impact he had was huge on, on the squad. And his passing will obviously be sorely missed. But the boys will play in his honour for sure this year. 100%. And for you, Dapule, did you, have you have any memories that you might want to share, of, um, maybe that contact that you had with, with uh, Amigo? Uh, uh, yeah, man. For me, like, uh, as soon as I met the guy, when he contacted me and he was like, uh, do you want to come back to the Madibas, basically? Uh, as soon as he spoke to me like I could I felt his touch basically like this guy's a genuine guy and he's a guy that I really want to work with basically so yeah man, I feel like for him if it weren't for him I wouldn't uh yeah definitely I wouldn't have come back but since it was him like the way he just spoke to me and he approached me I felt like I really want to work with, work for this guy basically so definitely the season will be in his honor no, all his hard work won't go into play. 100% Tapula. Um, Tapula, now, obviously you guys have eight weeks before the competition starts, if I'm correct. Now, what, what's, what's, the, what's the preparation, what will the preparation be now going forward for in the next eight weeks for you guys? Basically, we have two weeks basically now, yeah, so it's two. Yeah, so basically now we've done all the mapping and all the hard work, so now basically we're just trying to sharpen out our skills basically and everything and get the detail and properly so basically that's what we're working on now more than anything 
100%. Now, uh, coach, um, you guys obviously were based in at, in uh, in Pretoria for the whole entire competition. Can you do mind sharing um, with us a bit? What's what, how's the structure going to be like with the Vosti Cup, the matches, where you guys will be staying, for how long, will current quarantine be, um, all those details? Yeah, so basically um, each team will test before traveling to the bubble. Um, and then we will go into a sports village at Tux and all 10 teams will be based at Tuckies. Um, obviously there are something like 10 training fields, uh, there are two different gyms, two different pools for recovery sessions. So it's basically going to be a little varsity cup village where only the players and the management staffs will be allowed um, in those areas. And um, we've got on the 5th of April, our first game against Spicker. And then every you have basically two days off before you play your next game. And uh, so in the seven days, we'll play the three games. We'll return back to, uh, to campus and PE for a week. And um, then we will basically repeat the cycle two more times. Okay. Um, the only thing in the last uh, bubble is that when we qualify for the top four, uh, we'll be staying uh, four days extra to play the semis and the final. So, so it's going to be hectic. Um, two days turnaround between games where normally you'd have a week to prepare. Um, there's not going to be a lot of time to, to look back. We're going to have to look forward um, and have a next action mentality. Um, and fix those mistakes really quickly, um, uh, you know, and also evaluate the opponents very quickly. But it's it's exciting. I think the boys haven't had rugby for about a year and a half. Um, so that's the exciting part is to actually play and and do something that they love. And, and also, obviously, because we're in a bubble, uh, luckily classes are online and the boys can also pay some, some attention to the academics while we're there. Um, the management actually sat today and each day we have set, set out some academic time because that's also important. Uh, something that we also can mention is that all the players uh, passed their necessary 60 credits. Uh, so academically, the boys also did quite well to be able to play Varsity Cup, which as coaches we want to uh, praise and, and laud because that's great. 100%. Now, talking on the, the short um, turnaround between games, do you feel, feel that you obviously will have, have, have a bigger, bigger squad? And obviously with, with COVID, um, possibly players getting uh, pos uh, testing positive and stuff, do you feel like you actually have to have a bigger uh, squad? Yeah, so basically they're only allowing us to take 30 players into, um, into the bubble. So you're going to have seven extras. Um, and then we've also got um, 16 players at home mm. who will keep on preparing um, with uh, coaches that are going to stay behind um, so that if we do have injuries or COVID cases, we can uh, fill that up. But for the last uh, two weeks, we have, um, when since starting the contact phase of training, the boys have tested weekly and we have had 46 boys um, Preparing, so that is normally it is a bigger squad than normal, but um, I must say the boys are giving each other some nice gas at training, and uh, it's pretty competitive, and we love the fight. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, lastly, gentlemen, uh, do you have a message for all the Medibas fans and supporters out there? Uh, I will start with you, Dapula, and finish off with the coach. 
Oh, yeah, basically, I'd just like to say thank you, first of all, backing us from Varsity Shield and coming back to Varsity Cup. I'd li- we'd love for them to keep on backing us. And, yeah, basically, on and off the field, we're going to try and do our best for them and give them hope, as I said before, basically. Good. Yeah, from our side, enthusiasm wins. So we're going to be very enthusiastic. We're going to leave it all on the field. And uh, we actually can't wait to get back um, to finish this Varsity Cup well and get back in front of our own crowds back at Madiba Stadium. So please support us and uh, get behind the boys. Uh, I must say they've worked hell of a hard during difficult times in uh, lockdown to get their fitness levels to the next level. And hopefully they can uh, can prove to the whole uh, Madiba's family um, that they're really going to fight for them. No, 100%. Uh, anyway, uh, good luck, uh, gentlemen, uh, with the season ahead. All the best. Uh, we will fully be behind the Madiba's uh, army. And uh, hopefully you guys can represent the Kabeha very well on the field as well. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cool. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, man. All right, so that was uh, Madiba's rugby uh, coach and captain Anshdur and Luyolo Dapula. That concludes today's show on the bench, Roma. Uh, join us again next week for between fi- uh, 5 to 6 on Friday on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. Drowsy blaze with 
the top.